Welcome to the biggest thing to hit the financial advisory ESG community, environmental, social, and governance. I'm Jonathan Kavaznik, CHFC Wealth Advisor. With over 25 years advisory experience, I've been advising clients so they can make a positive global impact. Hello, and welcome to the ESG Players Podcast with your host, Jonathan Kavaznik, one of the leading ESG advisors in the country. Well, good morning, and welcome to our uh, webinar this morning. We have an awesome presentation. Uh, Julie uh, Novak, our commercial lender here at Bank Cherokee, is going to kick us off today. And we're going to learn a lot about what a crazy year 2020 was with the pandemic, but also then how to make sure that going forward, we're able to adjust our business plans and make sure that we're in a good position, whether we need new money to borrow to keep our business going, or whether we just want to make sure that our business numbers look like they should based on what happened in 2020. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Jonathan Kavaznik, a financial advisor here at Cherokee Investments at Bank Cherokee. And I've been a financial advisor at the bank for about 25 years. And we're looking forward to having our presentation today. Um, what we like to do here at Bank Cherokee when we do these webinars is to make sure that you get some information that you can utilize and find valuable rather than just what we think. So if you look at your screen, you're gonna notice there's a question box. And throughout the presentation, feel free to enter questions and then we'll look at them and we can address them throughout the presentation today so that you don't have to wait until the end to get your question answered. And then at the end of the presentation, if there's something you thought of and you wanna continue, we'll have a chance then to do Q&A as well. So I'm gonna introduce Julie. She's been at the bank for about seven years. She's been a commercial lender though a lot longer, 20 some years in the business. So she knows what she's talking about and we're gonna learn a lot today from her. So I'm really excited. Uh, so Julie, go ahead and take us away and. Everybody sit back and enjoy what you're gonna to learn today. It's gonna to be awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Jonathan. Um, good morning, everybody. I'm really excited to um, be part of this presentation today and um, glad to have you all with us. Like um, John said, as you have any questions along the way, feel free to use the question box and ask them. I, you know, while we're on topic, it's sometimes kind of nice to answer them right at that moment. So um, I like this to be interactive, so do not hesitate to um, ask questions along the way, and um, we'll go from there. So just wanted to um, give you a little information, like Jonathan said. Um, we've got um, his helping present tonight for the investment services. Um, let me go here, that's me. So if you need anything now or in the future, um, you've got some contact information, please reach out anytime. And we'll start here. Um, 2020, interesting year. <laughs> um, and it's continuing to be interesting now in 2021. And I know for folks, business credit and personal credit, um, certain industries have just been really, really strained um, for this last year. And I know of um, several business owners that, you know, you just are trying anything to kind of keep your head above water. And with that comes um, resorting to, you know, some methods to keep that cash flowing in your business that uh, you really don't want to use, but um, they've, people have felt is necessary. And, and sometimes that's, you know, taking out one-off loans online or extending your personal credit and dumping it into your business to kind of make payroll, those sorts of things. Um, 
everyone's been stretched and everybody's unfortunately had to come up with um, some creative ways to kind of keep business going and it definitely impacts your personal credit and can stay with you for a long time after that. Um, I know there's some you know, basic rules that we all know about credit, but it's important to touch on it, especially if you fall into that box of someone who's had to tap into whether it's you know, business credit cards or personal credit cards to help you know, keep your business going. Um, hopefully you know we know some of the basics about just you know making the minimum payments on time setting up automatic payments checking your credit report though for errors now especially um, with 2020 behind us and 2021 going forward um, there's a lot of uh, different entities out there where you can pull your credit um, for free and it does not impact your credit score uh, if you don't do that on a regular basis, I do encourage you to, to check on it, especially now. Um, it, it's helpful to do it maybe once or twice a year just to kind of see where things are at. Um, you don't want to wait too long. If there is an error, uh, it is definitely something you want to you know, take care of right away. Um, I know a few folks that I've talked to in the past have been fans about um, moving money around on zero interest cards. Um, I definitely don't advocate for that, but I know some folks have done it and it can be a problem. Um, it, it, it kind of triggers um, some, you know, little red lights with um, your FICO score as far as continually moving credit around. And I encourage you just to, if you've got a card, stick with the card start you know making payments and um continuing to go forward with that it really is you know it, it's the best way to continue to reduce that debt over the long haul and um, have a better impact on your score um another piece here is when let's say you are looking for additional um perhaps one-off lending um search in a very focused period of time. And I guess I didn't really know this until recently as well. Um, the FICO scores that are assigned to each one of us, they distinguish between a search for just a single loan versus searches for many lines of credit over a longer period of time. So if you've decided for whatever reason that, oh gosh, I gotta, you know, I need another $10,000, $20,000 and, and I don't know that the bank's gonna give me any money and I'm gonna have to search for this. Do it in a very short focus period of time and it'll have the least impact um, on your score. So that being said, we encourage you to come to the bank and let's determine what we can actually do for you. Um, not a huge fan of, of those one-off online lenders. Um, they They'll give you money, but getting out of that is um, can be very, very challenging. So, words of caution. Um, COVID business plan. So, this is something that's really new, and it's it's been new to the finance industry since you know early last year when COVID first started. Everyone's aware of the COVID plan for. Um, 
hygiene as far as for your customers, for your employees, you know, different people, how do you, you know, write things down, sanitize, but we're talking a business plan for your business, especially if you've had to pivot your business or make some um, institutional changes to your business since last March. Um, have you reinvented your business or, or changed how you do things? Um, are you serving different clients now, maybe than you have before? Are you doing different ways? Is it have you shifted to you know um, all online or um, some different manners? Those are things that can really impact your business and how you may have done it in the past versus going forward. As lenders, we want to know about that. We want to know, you know, what are you doing? What's changed? And how do we help you? Um, move forward and strengthen and grow your business. What does 2021 look like for you? And you might say, oh, I've been in business a long time. You know, I, it's fine. I, I don't need a business plan. My gosh, I've been around forever. Well, lenders are asking for COVID business plans. What does your business look like? And I'm not talking a, you know, 10 page document, but I am, asking for and you're going to start hearing about it more and more especially when you come to you know the bank and you want to look at you know ask for some additional credit or maybe just have your lines of credit or your loans renewed we want to know what have you done how has COVID affected you um and what are your plans for the future really pretty much as simple as that um again depending on your industry you might have had to really pivot and change the whole face of what your business looks like. And we'd like to know, you know, we want to know that too. How have you reimagined your business? So putting together that type of plan with an eye towards um, COVID and how it's affected your business and how you feel business will be going forward is really, really important um, to the bank and how we can assist you. So move to the next slide here. Um, and I just kind of mentioned, you know, the benefits of a, biz a COVID business plan. It can help the bank with the um, financing as well as measure, measure your success. And it's also a really good exercise for you. You know, so many businesses this last year, um, you've just been in, in survival mode, you know. <laughs> Every day it's like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? And pay the vendors and, and pay the staff and and do certain things. Can we make rent? Um, perhaps your situation isn't as dire as that, but I think all of us have, have had experience over the past year with some form of um, um, re-looking re and reimagining our business and um, knowing where you have been and where you intend to go um, helps when you outline those plans to stakeholders like the bank, like perhaps, you know, your accountant, um, they want to know too if your goals have changed, if your business models changed. So being really mindful about that, I think, you know, this COVID business plan, you're going to hear more about that um, going forward. You know, and internally it can help you spot pitfalls before they happen. Um, it makes you really forces you to sit down and think through you know your whole business model and i'm sure many of you have already done that 
um, but it can really help refocus your goals and, and how you plan um, how you plan to get there. So as you shift from response to COVID to recovery, the key is making those strategic decisions um, that will lead you to a renewed future state. And there's really three phases of that, respond, recover, and renew. So the respond um, phase of this, I think we've all been through and some of us might still be wrapping that piece up, but it really is, you know, how do you stop the bleeding? How do you just continue to, you know, get past that chaotic activity that, you know, was initially happening with COVID and, and how do you kind of come up with a plan? The recover phase, I think most of us are in that phase now. Um, we're a little more organized, organized and coordinated. Um, hopefully we've got a plan and that COVID-19 business plan um, can help restore your business to a more scalable state. You know, how do you strengthen and reopen, rehire, you know, rebudget, especially if you have a new vision for your business. Um, so that recover phase can certainly be a longer period of time, but um, it's an important phase to kind of go through. And then the renew phase um, is the last one where it's more an extended period after you feel that things have stabilized. Um, you're going to learn about, you know, new ways for operations, processes, workflows, um, different way to perhaps execute your business. And I think being thoughtful about each one of the phases where you might be at can certainly help you as a business owner going forward um, to determine where, where you are in that phase and where you feel your business is going to continue on. It just helps people be more planful and thoughtful. Um, and that's just gonna help you in the long run. So funding, how do we help get you there? Um, SBA loans, for the, SBA loans in the past, and I talk about oh, quite a while ago, um, sometimes folks always thought, oh, getting one of those loans, there's just a lot of paperwork and things that you might have to do. Um, and that may have been, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it is not the case anymore. Um, SBA, especially in 2020 and now in 2021, has been a great partner um, for businesses and certainly for bankers. Um, really, really, really good. Their mission is to help the sustainability of businesses, and that's been exactly what they've been doing. Um, I'm sure many of you are aware about the PPP loans, the Paycheck Protection Program that's been out there. Um, round one and then now round two is open um, for businesses. You know, it's just been a really good program to kind of help keep employees on the payroll, keep your business propelling forward. Um, and the new programs for 2021, they've offered some enhancements to um, their most popular loan program, which is a 7A loan. 
um, they've increased the guarantee amount. And what that means is for banks, when, when we partner together with your business and look at an SBA loan, uh, the SBA offers a guarantee to the bank, meaning if it all goes south at the end of the day, um, they guarantee a portion of it. And in the past, it's been either 85 or 75 percent, depending on the dollar amount, um, that they guarantee they will support the bank with. So the bank is only going to sustain a loss of either 25 or 15 percent. Well, now they've increased that guarantee amount to 90% with the intention of enticing banks to help do more loans that perhaps they might not have done otherwise. So the guarantee piece is, is huge, both from a bank perspective um, and certainly from a small business perspective. Same on the, these express lines of credit. Those typically in the past had had a 50% guarantee and um, they've increased that up to 75%. So that's the line of credit piece for SBA loans. Again, just it's gonna help banks feel more secure when they do some lending, and it's gonna get those dollars out into the community to small businesses um, faster. The, the hey, Julie, other piece, yeah. Landon, we do Hi. have a question. Yes, sir. What can, seven, what can 7A loans be used for? So typically they are used for, um, to purchase equipment. Um, perhaps you want to hire somebody, you know, add staff. Um, they can be used for a lot of, um, you know, day-to-day -day expenses that you might have for a business. There's another product out there called a um, 504 loan. And that's also an SBA loan. And that, a lot of times, that's used just for real estate purchases. So if you're going to buy a building, um, that 504 loan would be used for that. But 7A, they're really flexible. They can be used, maybe you're buying out your business partner, you know, those sorts of things. They can be used for a lot of different products. If you want a line of credit, then that's where we look at this SBA Express. And those are those are just lines of credit. But there's a, um, there's a pretty wide range of, of things that it can be can be used for. Um, the nice thing too about this recent update that just happened literally last week um, for businesses is the waiver of their fees. Now there's still bank fees that you might have to pay on new loans, but SBA also um, had required, you know, they require fees for them too for the program and they are waiving those. So it's a real cost savings um, for borrowers to, then you're really just paying the bank fees um, for the credit and you don't have the additional fee of um, the SBA. So it's something certainly to look at um, and having these increased guarantees, we know as we're gonna be looking at loans going forward in 2021, people's um, financial sheets are gonna look quite different than they may have in the past. Um, just with all the hiccups along the way, if you've been, if you're, businesses in an industry that experienced, you know, mandated shutdowns over the last year, you know, things are going to look different. Your cash flow and, and your revenue is going to look quite different than it has in the past. And, you know, our goal too is, you know, to get those dollars out there to continue to support small businesses in our community and um, keep, keep you growing. So um, some of these changes with the SBA are actually 
really, really positive. So we're excited about um, we're excited about those changes and, and looking at it. If you have a current SBA loan, um, you may have last year received some payments made on your behalf. The CARE Act made several payments, um, up to six months of payments for SBA loans that um, are already in place, which is great. Um, they've also approved any loans in the future, starting February 1st, will also have payments made on their behalf. So if you've been putting off, you know, purchasing equipment or doing certain things for your business, um, maybe you do need that line of credit or something, now might be a really good time um, in this next 2021 year to, to look at some of those enhancements to your business. Um, it could be, you know, cost savings could be great and certainly the um, reduced fees will help your bottom line for sure. Hey, Julie, it's Landon. We do have a couple more questions coming in here. Okay. Um, someone is asking, what can I do uh, for my business financials to look better for future business loans after 2020? Hmm. Good question. I think, um, you know, obviously, you know, as, as we bankers look at it, you know, it's really that, you know, your debt to income. How much do you have as a business how much business debt do you have and what's your revenue look like? And if you can get that revenue piece somewhat stabilized going forward, um, really concentrating on reducing um, your business debt is gonna be the best thing you can do on several layers, you know, for yourself and for your business. Um, you know, I know everybody's had to, you know, tighten their belt this last year, and maybe you just keep some of those pieces in place until you can, you know, actively reduce that debt. Um, you know, I think that's just one way. It's really going to be, you know, the debt piece and then the possibility of, you know, where you think your revenue is going to come from going forward, especially if you've had to pivot your business. Um, if you've had to change what it looks like from 2020 now to 2021, um, great conversation to have. And that's what we want to know. But what do you think is going to happen too? Projections are always um, putting a budget together for your business and projections are always um, really, really helpful. And I think that's, you know, something we're really going to look for. What, how disciplined can a business be and continue to really drive that debt down for sustainability in the future? So different loans, you know, we certainly um, are in the market to do just regular traditional conventional bank loans. And those, as you might know, I mean, they do require um, usually a greater down payment or, you know, greater equity. Um, but we certainly, you know, now might be a really great time to do it. I think a lot of businesses, you know, we had to take a pause last year, um, <laughs> A, just to survive. But B, you know, so much uncertainty and there, there still is uncertainty going forward. But I think um, there's more hope now. You know, we're seeing the vaccine rolled out. Um, we're seeing some segments and sectors stabilize a little bit. And if you're looking to do something, you know, in the future this year, it could be a really good time to, um, to think about that. 
Um, Bank Cherokee, for those of you that don't know, we are preferred SBA lender. Um, we've got a lot of experience with SBA loans. We're, we've got a great team here that can put it together um, and have a really strong relationship with the SBA. Conversely, we do conventional loans um, all day long. That's our bread and butter, and um, we're really good at it. it. You know, and everybody always, you know, they want to know what's gonna, what's my interest rate. Well, it's more than rate, and and I think people sometimes get so focused on that interest rate, it's hard to know. You know, we look at each one as unique. Each um, each loan that we look at. Um, that industry, that person that runs the business, the business itself, you know, each situation is unique. We don't have a cookie cutter plan in place. And I'm proud of that. Um, some do, you know, some, some financial institutions, you got to fit in the box. Um, and if you don't fit in the box, too bad. And we don't, we do not look at people and businesses that way. Each one is unique and we want to understand you, your business, um, what kind of term you're looking for. And as such, you know, it's hard to just say, you know, here's your rate, here's your term, here's what it's going to be. Um, we really craft it based on what your needs are and how the bank can best um, support you. So there's no cut and dried method with that. Um, I will say, you know, it continues to go back to that personal credit piece. You know, we all banks, we've got credit score minimums that people have to meet. And if your credit has been um, damaged during the last year, just for being in survival mode for your business, um, I really, really encourage you to do what you can to repair that. And it can be repaired and it doesn't take that long. Um, people just sometimes go, oh my gosh, you know, it's so bad or, They've maybe had personal issues happen in their life and, you know, you've got a partner that, you know, ran your credit down or something. It can be repaired and it doesn't take that long to do that. So um, if you need resources or, or ideas for that, we're very happy to help that. But um, I'm glad that we take the time to look at each credit individually um, and each situation and come up with a, a plan and a term and a rate and, and payment amounts that work for each business. So one thing um, that's maybe happened in the last year, and I think it's caused people um, to just be real thoughtful about it as well, is, is your business relationships. Um, certainly those relationships between your business uh, place of business in your landlord have probably been tested. Um, so you know where you stand there. Um, I've heard some really, really fabulous stories about willingness from landlords and, and those business tenants that, you know, are able to work together. And I've heard some really heartbreaking stories as well. So, you know, as you look to those relationships, how have, um, how have they benefited your business or not? And if it's anything that you, you know, have an influence over, how do you look at those in the future? Um, your banker is always a good resource. We've got a lot of relationships with, um, you know, accountants, CPA firms, um, bookkeeping firms, um, and attorneys, you know, to help you. And if it's something where you, you know, maybe want to relook at your relationship, reach out to you know, a trusted advisor in your life and, and start asking for some um, some referrals. It, it's not bad to look at. 
um, insurance agents, you know, are another one. Um, again, we at the bank, we've got a lot of um, contact with a lot of different folks in different industries. So if that's something that we might be able to help you with, um, we're certainly happy to do that. Um, before we get too far, I wanted to just mention two really, really good sources that as you're looking to possibly put together um, whether it's your COVID business plan, if you know you're, you're gonna be asking for a loan in the future here and um, you wanna get some additional information, SCORE, um, and the website is score.org, S-C-O-R-E.org. They are fabulous um, site for ongoing information. They've got webinars, um, they have SCORE mentors, which can help you know, uh, businesses in different stages work through things but they've got a lot of webinars, a lot of templates, and just really a, a great um, um, library of information there. So I encourage you to go to score.org and as well as sba.gov. Um, the SBA too has really good resources um, for different information, um, again, some templates and, and other financial sources for your business. Our Bank Cherokee website has a lot of that information on it. You can certainly go to bankcherokee.com and under business, um, we've got lots of links to um, sites to help support, you know, support your business um, both now and, and as you move forward. There you go, in a nutshell, I've kind of wrapped it all up. Um, you know, there's lots more we can kind of dig into. And again, like I mentioned, you know, each business situation is unique and um, I'm certainly, you know, happy or if you've got another banker at the bank, please reach out to them. Um, if you don't have a relationship with us, we'd love to, to chat with you and, and see if, if we can be of benefit, but that's really what, you know, that's really what we do. We are, you know, our success, is based on our customer success and um, we want you to be successful now more than ever so if there's something we can do to you know to assist you um, or help introduce you to another resource that's what we're here for we're happy to do it and julie you have generated some questions excellent so let's see let me go through there's quite a few of them here <clears throat> This one says, I don't have all of my bills paid after a tough 2020. How will that impact my ability to get a loan? Well, again, you know, is that something where we look at it going, okay, you've got some bills, but you've got some revenue. Do we roll those bills into your loan request? Maybe we refinance it that way. Um, you know, that, that is certainly a possibility. Again, each situation's unique, but that, that's certainly something we would look at kind of take that pressure off, get you current, and um, the debt refinance piece could, could certainly be an option. Great, this one is uh, more specific to a new business starting up with SBA, and do they rely on that person's personal credit history? Could you just talk about that a little bit? Sure, so SBA loans really are based, um, they're really projection based, okay? So what do you think your business is gonna do in the future? 
Um, conventional loans for at the bank typically are more historical based. How have you been in the past? So those are the two ways we kind of view things. So for SBA loans, looking at future, um, since we don't really know what you're going to do other than this projection that you, you might have put together, um, we do look quite heavily at the owner. Um, that owner, I mean, you are the business. You are going to drive the business. You are going to be the one that's going to make it all happen. So we do look at your credit, um, your vision for your business. And it is definitely, um, you know, important to us because at the end of the day, that's really who we fall back on is that business owner. Great, thanks. It looks like we must have a business owner with a child as well. And they're <laughs> asking, uh, let's see, what would you recommend for a younger adult just starting out to establish credit? Is it best for them to carry a balance on a credit card or pay it off every month? You know, what, what are your recommendations for a young person starting out? I just had this conversation with my freshly 19-year-old daughter, um, who's just hell-bent on getting a credit card. And you know what? For certain people, it's a great idea. If you know yourself, what type of person are you? Um, and that's really a question only you can answer. If you think you're going to be responsible with um, a credit card, it's great. It's a really good way to start establishing credit. You know, if you can get a small credit card, you know, charge a little bit, pay it off on time every month, charge a little bit, pay it off on time every month. If you're disciplined and can do that, um, fabulous way to, you know, just start building your personal credit as you move forward. If you're not that person, um, then don't go there, you know, or look at doing there's some sometimes you can get what they call a secured credit card where you literally pledge money for if you want a $500 credit card with a $500 balance you pledge that amount of money um, that sometimes is incentive enough to kind of know when you've got your cash on the line um, to maybe be a little more fiscally responsible with those those payments but credit cards can be a great thing um, it's a really good starting point. I still remember back in the day when I got my very first Dayton's credit card, so I'm dating myself, um, but it was a big deal. And I think I had a $250 limit and I thought I was like a millionaire. It was just awesome. Um, but I, it is a really good way to do it depending on who you are as a person and, and how fiscally responsible you might be. Um, I tell people, you know, your social security number is something you've got to protect with your life. Same with your personal credit. You really, really have to be um, protective of that because like it or not, and I don't, but like it or not, it's how the world is uses it to judge your fiscal life. All, thing, all roads lead back to your your FICO score and how you've handled yourself in the past. And that's the only way banks know of right now how to make decisions going forward. So personal credit is, is really, really important. And if you don't have any, um, go ahead and get a credit card if you know that you'll be fiscally responsible with it. Great job, I'm with you. The Dayton's card was my- Do you remember those? Answer. I know. I how sure do. Yep. <laughs> yep, that was fantastic. I'm with you, I thought I was the best. Yep. <laughs> uh, we just have other people telling you great job. Oh, well, thank um, you. And that pretty much wraps up the questions. I'm going to let's get John back on here. 
and we can wrap up. Sure. Thanks, Julie. Oh, well, thank you. And again, if anybody has any questions, my contact info's out there. Um, do not hesitate to give me a shout. Well, you can see, which I think uh, Julie really uh, emphasized, but really it's uh, natural for her because she's been doing this for so long, how important it is to have the right team between the banker, uh, the CPA, the financial advisor, and really your team to make sure that you can get the information you need in a timely manner, especially when we have a crisis like we had in 2020, where people are really moving fast to figure out how are they going to make it through this and what do they need to do to adjust. So uh, Julie mentioned, if you have additional questions, of course, reach out to Julie or myself or anyone here at Bank Cherokee. You can go to our website, www.bankcherokee.com. You'll see everybody who works here is on there, all the different departments. But one of the beauties, of course, is as a community bank that we have all the services of the big banks, but we have individuals like Julie and myself who are here for you when you need us. So, again, thank you for spending your time. We look forward to it. And we'll see you next month for our next webinar at Bank Cherokee and Cherokee Investments. Great. Thanks, everyone. If you have any questions, please contact Jonathan Kavaznik at jkavaznik, that's K-V-A-S-N-I-K, at securitiesamerica.com. ESG Players Podcast can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and many other platforms through the Backroom Studios. That's Backroom Studios, S-T-E-W-D-I-O-S. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC, Jonathan B. Kovacnik, CHFC, Registered Representative, Advisory Services offered through Securities America Advisories, Inc., Cherokee Investment Services, Bank Cherokee, and Securities America are separate companies, not FDIC insured, no bank guarantees, may lose value, not insured by any government agency, not bank deposits.